0: Hello, everyone. So, I'm sorry to start this episode off on such a serious note, but I could not upload this episode in the right frame of mind, knowing everything that's going on in our world right now and in our country. Um, As you probably have heard, there are petitions going around for justice for George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, and, you know- The world we live in and the country that we live in right now is so scary and as a non-black person of color i can't even imagine i can't even put myself in the shoes of the black community and the fear that they live in knowing there's a target on their back because of the color of their skin and so if we can do anything to align ourselves with them and push the momentum forward to change the world that we live in we should by all means be doing that so um racism and police brutality is something that this country has struggled with for far too long And if we are not doing anything to help the issue, then we become part of the problem. So I am going to put the link to both of the petitions in my bio, and I would please urge you to pause this episode before you listen to it. Please go take the two seconds out of your day to go sign it. Um, The world needs love right now. The world needs help, you know, and if we can do that, we should do that. So thank you for listening to this little segment of the episode. I'm sorry to start off on such a serious note, but I think it's something that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, And yeah, so we'll go ahead and jump into the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Totally Type A podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. If you're transitioning back into normal life, I hope that's going well for you. I am so excited about this week's episode. I love talking to other young women who are so ambitious and have so many goals in life, and I was so honored to have Molly Elizabeth be on the episode this week Um, If you don't know who she is, she is a celebrity stylist and a creative director. She's based in LA and she's worked with some super cool people, the Chainsmokers, if you're a follower of The Bachelor, she's worked with Becca. Um, She's very down to earth, she is so open and honest about how she got her whole career started, how she found her passion, which I love because I think there's always this stigma that, you know, people who are successful don't want to share their tips and tricks on how they got to where they got to be, so I'm so appreciative that she- found the time to come and sit down and share with you guys and share with me um kind of her journey and her path to finding what she's really passionate about and being a freelancer and things like that so I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and that you learn a lot of career tips and yeah we're just gonna jump right into it I just want to say hi and welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come on here and give your words of wisdom to all the listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So this will be fun. Yeah. Do you want to give kind of like a little bit of a elevator pitch about yourself, what you do?
1: Totally. So I'm 21. I live in Los Angeles, California. Um, I've lived here for about two and a half years now.
0: Um,
1: I work kind of freelance in a variety of different positions. I started out when I was 15 doing fashion design um, and was on Project Runway Jr. and showcasing at a bunch of fashion weeks. And now I've kind of moved into the world of creative directing, um, fashion design. I also do a variety of other things on the side, such as consulting for brands, social media, pretty much anything in the fashion industry. So a lot of styling too lately. So I have a lot of different hats, but it kind of just depends what project is going on right now.
0: So you started your career at a really young age, but was fashion something you always knew that you liked? Like when did you realize that's what you wanted to pursue?
1: Yeah. So I went to a creative like art school because I lived kind of in the country in Louisville, Kentucky and the public schools, there were really bad, so my parents were, like, we're gonna send you to this private school, and it was, like, all around art and creativity, which was really cool, Um, and it was, like, kind of the first, like, snapshot of art in my early life, Um, and honestly, like, art art class there was, like, just important as, like, math and science, so something that, like, was always, like, very valued to me from a young age. Um, I'm still very bad at, like, painting, drawing, those types of things. (laughs) But I loved being creative. Um, I remember in middle school, I always wanted to be an interior designer. That was like what I originally wanted to be. Um, But my parents worked full time. So they always sent me to like summer camps all summer. And when I was 15, no, probably like 14 or something, I went to this fashion design camp. And it was like so much fun. And I was like really bad. But we had to like, upcycle clothes and I kind of knew nothing and that's kind of where I got my first glimpse into fashion design and kind of you know something that I wanted to do.
0: Yeah I think it's really important and it's so cool that like your parents encourage your creativity when you're young because I think a lot of times yeah it's hard for young people to figure out what they're really passionate about because a lot of us are creative people We just don't get that outlet in regular school. So I love that you did that. Oh, it's
1: so true. It's so true. And a lot of schools, you know, don't really prioritize
0: art and creativity. So you continued creative schooling in college, right? You went to FITM. Yeah. So, well, really where I, like, entered fashion
1: design was actually I moved to Omaha, Nebraska in high school um, for my parents' jobs. And they had, like, a fashion design fashion week and I was in home at class um, but it also was where my homeschool class was and there was this girl at my school who actually was a fashion designer and that's kind of what inspired me to start fashion design and she was like I think a senior at the time maybe a junior and she was like the first American to show on the Eiffel Tower so it's crazy that this like young high schooler probably one of the top designers in the U.S. for that age group went to my school in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, So in some ways, it was kind of just being in that environment there that pushed me to be creative. While that school wasn't really necessarily a creative school, um, being there actually kind of got me started. And then I did continue um, going to FITM. I just went for an associate's. Um, I was trying to decide between that or Parsons. But LA just made more sense for me and where my life was at. So that's kind of where I decided to go. And it was, yeah, a great opportunity. And I studied
0: fashion design there. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Did you do any internships or any other cool things while you're at FITM that kind of helped you push your career forward? Yeah. So when I was entering FITM, I kind of had done a lot of fashion design stuff in the past,
1: had showed at a bunch of fashion weeks and everything. And at that point, I, you know, was trying to decide where specifically I wanted to go. So when I was entering college, I still love fashion design, but I knew that wasn't like the only thing I wanted to do in fashion I wanted to explore so many different you know areas of the industry so I started working for a production company Um, I was actually getting my clothes manufactured through them but I also took on a part-time like kind of freelance job but I would also go in sometime um, working as like a text design tech designer and doing branding and stuff for different brands so that really taught me a lot about like tech packs The technical side of things, Um, and I didn't have a specific internship, but I did a lot of freelance projects, and that's kind of where I realized, you know, what I like other things more than fashion design. Um, I like the business side, I like styling, but I don't necessarily want to be like a fashion designer for a company full time. So it really opened up my eyes to like all the career possibilities out there, Um, all the little like freelance jobs I did in college.
0: Yeah, so. I'm in my last year of college right now, and I know something I struggle with a lot is knowing that I'm interested in so many things, but not really knowing what I want to fully pursue. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, like, with that comes, like, a lack of motivation where I'm like, I know I can't do everything at once, so what am I going to do? And it's so I true. lose track of what path I want to be on, so what tips do you have to, like, find clarity and motivation?
1: Well, first of all, I am a pro at not choosing one path. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I said, when getting started, I was set on fashion design, but for me, I did a lot of ready to wear fashion. So it wasn't just about the designing. It was about the whole production of the entire collection and the branding of it. And I always wanted to be like an entrepreneur from a young age. Um, and I knew, you know, I don't want to just be a fashion designer. So when I moved to LA, literally I was doing tech design, fashion design, styling, creative direction, acting. I have my real estate license, but I have like t- technically like 10 different careers. But I think the interesting thing is so many of them go hand in hand. For example, like there might be a project that I do creative directing and styling on. And you know, maybe there's an acting side that comes around to that. Like there's so many different things that go one on one, one on one. So I think at a young age, don't be afraid to explore different career options, because one of them might lead to something else. And now maybe you're doing one project and someone's like, I need you for both things. So I think that almost has motivated me because if one career isn't going well, another
0: one, you know, might feed off of that, which I think is really cool. So um, I saw this quote on Instagram the other day and yeah. it was saying how ambition is ageless. And I think you're the perfect example of that, because like you were saying, you wear so many hats. And I feel like especially in today's world, in today's career field, I feel like that's so useful because like you were saying, when you network and stuff, that connects to so many different things. And when you're able to do so many things, that's so attractive to like future clients or future employers. And Totally, stuff.
1: totally. Yeah. And I think showing that, you know, you have a diversity in what you're able to do. I mean, I also work as like social media management for companies. Like I do so many different things, but then maybe I'm working for that company and they need a stylist for their shoot. And it's just about, you know, finding what you love. And originally I thought fashion design was a path for me. And now I've realized I love so many more. So just honestly, you can't be afraid to, you know, not explore different paths for sure.
0: Do you ever feel like people, maybe you don't take you seriously or something because of your age? Do you ever feel like because you're so young, you like, do you ever struggle with people yeah. you seriously? Definitely.
1: And it's interesting, because when I was really young, it was cool, because, you know, people were like, Oh, my God, this 15 year old designer. So I feel like I got a ton of like special treatment. And then once you hit that age of being in your 20s, no one really cares. And it's almost like you don't get that special treatment. And now everyone's like, Oh, you're only 20. You don't know anything. So I feel like it's almost happened like more now that it's less like a cool thing to be young. And when you're at 20, it's like, you know, you're at that age where you're still figuring everything out. Um, but I feel like a lot of times I don't really like make a big deal about my age and then people be like, Oh my God, you're only 21. And they didn't, you know, know that. Um, but I think living in LA and New York, like there's so many, like even 15 year olds doing like crazy stuff. Um, but I think specifically in other markets that aren't as, you know, used to that, it's definitely, you know, something that can be nev- negatively affecting your career sometimes
0: yeah do you think from yourself you ever have self-doubt like because i know you've had a lot of industry experience but how do you deal with self-doubt?
1: yeah i mean a lot of times i just wonder if i'm like putting my time and energy into the right path and for me i have so many interests um that right there can sometimes be you know full of self that self-doubt just not knowing what path i want to go down But then I remind myself that, you know, so many things feed off another thing and it will work itself out. And it's just about staying busy in your career and, you know, spending a little bit of time into each project, maybe one project you spend more. But I feel like knowing that I'm putting in that time and energy gives me more confidence in my
0: career. Um, would you say you're a type A personality? Like how, how do you yeah, describe yourself? totally. Oh yeah, I'm super type A. I'm like very overly obsessed with having everything
1: perfect, my way, like organized, like c- probably too much where like I live with my boyfriend and he's like the complete opposite and it drives him insane, um, <laughs> like actually insane. And I'm just like over the top plan planner about everything, which definitely has sometimes caused like more bad than good because if something doesn't happen the right way then it like totally throws off my whole day and has caused mental breakdowns because I'm expecting something to go the right way and then it doesn't even in career stuff so I've become a lot more like go with the flow but I still definitely struggle with that for sure.
0: Yeah, I remember one time someone told me like, when you're a type A personality, you always focus on the little things that go wrong, but you never give yourself a pat on the back for when you do things, and I think something that I deal with all the time is like, oh my gosh, one thing will bug me for so long. Oh yeah,
1: and I'll focus on it all day, and then I'll forget about all the good things, and then it will just totally like throw off my entire day. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to like every, you know, personality type. (laughs) Yeah
0: what are some of your long-term goals for the future?
1: Yeah, so I really want to explore more in the like creative directing um, and styling side of the entertainment industry and music industry. Um, over the past year, I've really put a lot of my efforts into that and this year has obviously kind of sucked because it's not really possible right now and a lot of artists, you know, aren't really outsourcing that stuff and just figuring out how to do it themselves, but that's something that I really want to put my time and energy in. And over the next, Couple of years, I really want to get into expanding my personal brand and growing that. Um, but I think just kind of building my freelance career and, you know, sticking to really building a brand for myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you've worked with some really cool people. I saw on your website, the like smokers. Yeah, totally. I'm a fan of The Bachelor, so I saw that you worked with Becca, and I am like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. When I styled her, I
1: honestly had no idea who she was. Now I love The Bachelor, and like I watch it religiously. But I I was like, Oh, the bachelor, what is that? So dumb. I know that's what I thought I I hate people on it. So and now now I love it. So I like am now fangirling, like, oh my gosh, that was her, you know. But it's funny.
0: Is it intimidating being in LA and working with all these like high profile people? Like how do you kind of prepare yourself for something like that? Totally. I mean, I feel like sometimes it's more
1: intimidating for me, being around, like, 15-year-olds and stuff, they just, like, intimidate me because I feel like they're, like, (laughs) their own, like, bitchy personalities, and a lot of times, I feel like these, if if you work with the right people, like, you know, they're just so down-to-earth, real, and you kind of just forget that, you know, there's someone, but I've also worked with people that are, like, you know, not nice to work with, so I think it just depends on the scenario, but a lot of times, I feel like I'm very unaware generally of like who is like popular and famous and stuff like that. So I'll work with someone and then I'll find out after who they were. So and then I'll like look back and be like, "Oh my god, they're so cool." Like, "Wow." But um I don't know. I guess I'm just so stressed about getting the project done that I really don't have time until after to think about it, you know.
0: Yeah, true. So you have accomplished so much in such a short period mm-hmm. of time. What would you want like yourself a year ago to know?
1: Um, well, a year ago, I was in such a different place, I was still finishing up school. And I really wanted to be a designer for a company. And I tried the like nine to five life for six months. And it's funny, because oh my gosh, I was literally doing the most styling ever while I was working a nine to five. And I was working, you know, from like 6am before work to like 10pm pulling stuff after work. And I think just realizing, like, do what you want and not what you're expected to do. Because being on Project Runway, I felt like I was kind of forced to continue, like, the typical design route. And I think just, like, realizing that, like, if you're doing something you're not happy with, you're just not going to be good at it. And for me, like, working as a designer for a company and pouring, like, my heart and soul into someone else's project just was not, like, fulfilling, you know? Yeah. And I love doing freelance work for other companies, but just spending your entire day, you know, dedicating your life pretty much to someone else just wasn't like what I wanted to do because I spent so much time trying to, you know, do something different as a younger kid and then having to kind of like become this person spending all my time working for someone else. It just like was not the path I wanted to go down. And realizing that was like, definitely a huge part for me. And I just realized, you know, I, I had so much potential, but I wasn't as dedicated as everyone else at a nine to five job, because it wasn't my whole life. And seeing these people who they put their heart and soul into that company. I mean, I just realized it wasn't for me, I wasn't
0: doing the company a favor, I wasn't doing
1: myself a favor, it just wasn't the path I needed to take.
0: Yeah. And I think another crazy thing is like the whole stigma of a nine to five job. Like you go to college to oh, get a nine to five job. Yeah, that's just not normal anymore. I think, which is so good. It's not breaking that mold is so great. Like people. Oh can- yeah. There's so many other career options. Like you don't have to do what everyone else is doing which I think for my personality type, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. That means I'm not successful, which is so not true.
1: Yeah. You know? And see, I'm. it's funny because if I feel like I am doing what everyone else is doing, then I feel so unsuccessful. So, like, I feel like mentally I was just, like, so bummed out that I was, like, doing what everyone else was doing because my whole life I was trying to do the opposite. hmm But- I feel like originally we thought of a nine to five as like stability, but now I feel like in the modern climate, it's so unstable because your paycheck is relying completely on someone else. And in freelance, you lose one client. Yeah, it might hurt you, but you can build that back up. Well, if you're working for a career and like you lose your job or, you know, it's just your entire life is, you know, in for that company. And it's just honestly not as stable anymore. And there's so much more money to be made and career opportunities working for yourself. And I think that's something that people our age are finally like realizing. Yeah. So much more of a great career and you have so much more free time throughout your day while you might be making the same amount or even more and doing what you love, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, What would you say to someone who has a creative idea, but is kind of nervous to pursue it like as a full-time thing?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, if you're really nervous about, you know, putting your full-time energy into a creative project, you know, take it slow, Um, especially if you're coming out of college and you really say you want to, like, work full lance or freelance full-time, you know, don't start out doing that. Work a job and do it on the side and build, you know, that career so it doesn't kind of you know, pan out in a stressful way. And I think just being prepared and having a couple things on the table makes it a lot less nerve wracking, making that your full-time job, um, just because, you know, it, it's not as scary, especially if you're in your 20s and you have to, you know, pay rent and provide for yourself. It can be scary to start a freelance or creative opportunity. So just do it in a smart way where if it does fail and it doesn't work the first time, you're set up to be able to try again. I think that's the best, you know, way to go about it.
0: Yeah. So you're launching your own podcast soon, right? Is that coming out yeah. next month? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I launched it in January. It's kind of a lifestyle podcast. just kind of talking about my life. And then a production company reached out to me and wanted to relaunch it as like a full-time fashion podcast, just about fashion, purely interviewing people in their careers about how they got to where they are today. And I was like, you know what, that sounds like, you know, a cool path to go down. Um, so, like, we're interviewing some really cool people in the industry, people that, you know, I've admired and kind of seeing how they got to where they are today. So, instead of a podcast being more about me, it's more about just purely other people and, you know, checking out their opportunities. For example, like, the first episode we're dropping is interviewing the fashion designer from Hannah Montana. Wow. really funny. <laughs> So we're relaunching that in the next couple weeks. I think right now, mid-June is the launch date, but we had to cancel that because we're wanting to do purely in-person interviews. Like that's just kind of how we wanted to go about it. Just make it more conversational. So it definitely was like kind of put on hold um, just because we want to have it like one week, next week, and next
0: week. And we didn't have enough episodes to launch right now, but it'll be launching mid-June probably,
1: if not July.
0: Yeah. So if you guys want to follow the Instagram, it's going to be at almost there podcast for when that does get up and running. That's so cool. Yeah. You can follow it now. We have
1: updates going on on that occasionally, but you can also follow my personal for a lot more updates throughout the day.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking to you. I think it's so interesting to hear like a creative person's take on an unconventional career, which is so cool. Totally. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to listen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved interviewing her. If you want to find out more about Molly, I'll have all of her socials linked on my Instagram, and you can find more info there. Um, But yeah, make sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends, and we'll be back with another episode super soon.